Welcome back to the User Flows Podcast, everyone. My name is Thomas Morell, and this is the show where we talk about UX design and careers. And I get to interview designers about their journey into the field and break down how they've been successful in their roles so we can all learn together. And today I am joined by Shihab Ibrahim, who was an awesome UX intern for us at Prudential Financial. And he also went on to intern at Intuit. And I just wanted him to share his experience as a UX intern, how he got those roles, how he participated, what type of work he did, and what he's up to now. So other people can learn you know, more about UX internships and if that might be the right route for them. So Shihab, welcome. Really glad you're here. Thanks for having me on, Tom. It's no fun. problem. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. Um, awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you could, you know, just tell everybody a bit about yourself and what you're up to. Yeah, so I'm a product designer from like the New York City area. I recently just graduated college from uh, New, like the New Jersey Institute of Technology. I majored in human-computer interaction. Um, some people m- might know what that is, but um, if if you're uh, if you're still new to to the world of UX, uh, human-computer interaction is one of those degrees that really falls in line with the work that we do um, in user experience, product design, and research. Um, it kind of mixes uh, concepts from psychology, design, and computer science, and it helps us create experiences uh, while giving us context to, like the business uh, and also understanding the constraints of the tech we use, but also really keeping all of that like centered with like with within like your users, if that makes sense. Uh, because we learn a lot of like psychology and cognitive science, um, and yeah, so that was really cool. While I was there, I was. Uh, I was a teaching assistant at NJIT for a mm-hmm. lot of the, the UX courses. You actually taught a workshop at, at one yeah. of the classes. I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, about two years ago, right? Wow. The, that was, time that was a really up. fun. T- time oh. does fly. Like, it feels yeah. like that one year in quarantine like, does, just doesn't like, count. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say it was a, a year ago. It was a year ago. A do-over <laughs> year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, that, was, so, so, that was a really mm-hmm. fun course, and I really appreciate you inviting me in there. And um, oh, it's yeah. awesome that you kind of yeah, took it upon yourself. Good. But I, I love that you took it upon yourself to kind of do something outside of just taking, you know, your typical course load. Like you chose to lead a class, which is for awesome. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Because like after, after my first real internship, um, I'll get into like my kind of timeline uh, mm-hmm. in a little bit. But after the first internship where we worked at together, um i noticed that like a lot of the stuff that they were teaching in college was very archaic mm-hmm. um and it wasn't really preparing us for you know for the big boy a like, big boy or girl like corporate environment where people are expecting you to know how to design on the fly and not really with with like hey here's this rubric that you have to check off um yeah and i like that you came in and you showed us how to workshop and facilitate workshop regardless of where you were in a design process and you also mm-hmm. dissected the design process for them which is really awesome just teaching them okay here's here's how to get all the context and here's how to know okay this is the part of the design process you're in mm-hmm. and here are the tools to to start ideating fast and show people hey I, I could generate ideas and here's the value i bring i thought i thought that was super valuable and i i also did that with like a bunch of other professionals um like in the area and that class for sure helped a lot of people just get into ux mm-hmm. i think a few people in the class ended up getting internships that that year so that was really awesome Fantastic. and i'm sure yeah you, you had a lot you had a lot to do with that just teaching them like the real uh real design process not watered yeah. down by by academia so that was really awesome 
Right on. Yeah. And uh, I uh, um, mentor UX students as well for some of the boot camps. And I see the same thing where they kind of feel like they have to go through every step of the process, like no matter what. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like, context aware for sure. Yeah. Like in the typical situation, you're going to pick up a job like midstream somewhere and you're yeah. going to figure out, you know, like what's the best thing for me to do right now in order to bring mm-hmm. the most value for this project. And so, yeah. Yeah. Knowing how to kind of facilitate those creative thinking workshops, whether it's, you know, ideation or you know kind of problem framing any of those it's uh, mm-hmm. hugely beneficial but um that's so cool um and you want to explain th- like to the audience like exactly what you did during that workshop just like <laughs> to give them contact right on so if you remember because it was a while ago <laughs> i kind of yeah kind of remember um i remember you had told me that your team was or your classmates were kind of in the process of sketching out like rough ideas, like they had done yeah. some kind of upfront research, they had mm-hmm. done some user interviews, they had done some things. And so I took the kind of sketching day from a five-day design sprint, since they kind of had that upfront work of, you know, how am I going to solve this problem? Who is my user base? You know, what kind of problem am I, am I trying to solve? And, but they hadn't yet really started concepting anything. And so I just walked them through um, that process of, you know, kind of sketching alone together and doing the kind of crazy eight. So you might have one idea and that first idea you tend to get stuck on. So how do you break that up and quickly generate a, you know, a number of new ideas and a discussion like crazy eights where you quickly, you know, within eight minutes have to sketch eight different designs or alternatives to your design. And then once you're happy, you kind of go through the whole kind of sketching process to create like a full solution and then they get to present to their teams in front of everybody and everybody gets the, you know, be part of that democratic process where they vote on the best solutions and everything. And so they put together in the end, I think we got to paste up on that awesome wall of windows you guys had in the university there. Yeah. Um, everybody's solution sketch where you have your sketch alongside with some notes and they gave you a quick two, three minute presentation. And I mean, some of the ideas and I felt like the level of sketching, like, the thinking behind what your students were doing in that class was pretty amazing. Like mm-hmm. when I was their age, I didn't know about any of this stuff. And so the mm-hmm. fact that they have this knowledge at such a young age, yeah. they're going to be so far, I feel like ahead think, of the game. <laughs> I, th- I think the cool part about college is that like, um, like in contrast to a boot camp, where you're kind mm-hmm. of just um, learning with people that are either trying to break into the UX path or maybe break into like a developer path or product management path. Um, is that I was working with industrial designers, interior designers, uh, and learning from their perspective and how they apply the design process into their work. And I think that really births a lot of different ideas and perspectives because like, we're not just thinking about things from the digital interface. They thought about Mm -hmm. things from like the natural world and how the digital interface would affect that. Um, so I think like if, if anyone's thinking about going into user experience and, you know, they, they, they don't like that that tech scene. Maybe do HCI at a school that offers um, like a wide variety of design, and maybe you might find something that that you like to do other than than, than yeah. UX. But yeah, uh, so. yeah, that that's a fantastic point, and I think that's one of the best things about universities. Like, obviously, universities can be really expensive, but they're a fantastic opportunity to discover what you really want to do. Like when I yeah. went to college. I knew I wanted a school with an art program because I liked art. I didn't really know 
anything about design, especially graphic design, which is what I ended up focusing on. And so I think I saw in the course syllabus, like a graphic design course, and it said what it was. And I was like, oh my God, like, where has this been all my life? Like, I want to try that. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. instant, like love at first sight for me. And mm -hmm. I feel like I, I never would have really discovered that had I gone a different route. And mm -hmm. so most of the people I've had on the show, obviously have been, you know, they started their career in some other field and then went to a UX bootcamp and are now working in the field. But mm -hmm. I like that you bring the perspective of the college experience because that's such a different experience. It's one of mm -hmm. like, I know, like endless, like discovering new things and stuff, which is really cool. Now, I think the last time we spoke, you were about to begin an internship with Intuit. Yeah. And I, I got to watch you kind of go through that process. Oh, yeah. Of you applying were in the and process. stuff. It was so yeah. annoying, man. Like, going, yeah. it sounds like, tough. I sat right behind you and yeah. I would always update you. Remember, like, hey, I, yeah. I just got an interview with Nintendo. I, I bombed yeah. that interview. <laughs> <laughs> I just got into it. I did awful, but then I ended up yeah. getting it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a tough process. And, and if, if anyone's going through like the, recruiting cycle um like in college if you like so so from from what i've known uh and what i've heard a lot mm -hmm. of companies are opening their internship cycle to boot camp grads so if you are okay. doing the boot camp thing um apply as if you're a student um i don't think That's they care really anymore yeah okay. like i know i know for a fact uh google doesn't care if you are a boot camp grad dropbox does not care if you're a boot camp grad i don't think intuit cares if you're a boot camp grad either uh, don't okay. quote me on that, but um, don't self-disqualify, right? An yeah. internship is an awesome way to just get real work experience, put it on your portfolio. And now in your future interviews, you could, you could speak on working with a team in a cross-functional like pod. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. why don't you walk us through that kind of process of you know, applying for these internships yeah. and then actually landing them? Like, uh, and then mm -hmm. we'll get into you know, what a day in the life looks like. Yeah, so... Um, Maybe I could I could start with how I got um, like my first job at a startup and then mm -hmm. going into Prudential and then going into Intuit because like yeah absolutely like, those are very different experiences I'd say um, yeah, yeah no, so I love that so so the way I got my first job at a startup was purely luck based honestly um, I didn't apply for it I I did really well in um, in like the intro user experience course at NJIT and from there you know I, I was offered to be a TA. And then on top of that, like the director of you, like um, of human computer interaction was like, hey, I'm, I'm working on this like, little side project startup. Uh, we have some seed funding by like from the National Science Foundation. Do you yes. want to do some designs and, and, and pad your resume? You're totally welcome to come on board. And it was like a paid position. So I got to put it put in my hours and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it just, just fell into my lap. Yeah. That was super fantastic. But I, I th there was a huge information gap. I had no idea what the internship application process was like honestly if i if i didn't have that internship fall into my lap i would have mm -hmm. I, I would i wouldn't have gone into prudential because i wouldn't have known that design and paid design internships even existed um like i always had the preconceived notion that all internships especially in the creative field were unpaid uh you have to go into the city or you have to you have to know somebody you have to have a deep connection within the company like a, like a family member to bring yeah. you on that's that's totally not not true it's actually very like meritocratic um mm -hmm. so so yeah so so i got that internship and then that september i think i i got an email that that prudential was hiring for interns uh that was an email from 
from NJIT. So, so that's another cool part about like, like, like another plus about going to a school uh, mm-hmm. is that they have like a career program that's working year round. Right. While with a boot camp, I think it's like you graduate and then they help you for like a year to try to find a job. Is this mm-hmm. is that how it works? I, I I could be mistaken on that. I, I think every boot camp's different. The one I work with, um, they guarantee a job. Whoa, so, okay. or your money that, back. That, that's so a big. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. I, I still wonder about that one. But <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I don't think a job's ever guaranteed. Even if you have all the experience in the world, like you still have to keep track of because like the job searches are oh. I'll go into that in a, in a little bit because I'm I'm currently like in the process of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like if if they guarantee a job, I I would steer very clear on that. I th- I think your skills guarantee you a job, and and as sad as it is, like your connections, right? Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, like your network, like the job search starts before you even need a job. Um, Which possibly another benefit of universities is that you will meet a lot of people. Absolutely, a lot of people like your network. Your yeah. Your network grows exponentially. Like there's another funny story of how I got Prudential. Um, so, so I, so I see that email and that email says, um, uh, we're hiring software engineers, product managers. And I was about to skip over it because I wasn't interested in being a software engineer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I did come in, like I, I came into NJIT as a computer science major. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I took that intro to UX course while I was a computer science major and I made the, the fastest switch imaginable after after that course i was like hey if, if i could just draw rectangles all day and think about users yeah like s- sign me up that, that's fun for me um as boring as that sounds it's fun no. there's yeah, a weird uh yeah it's like a, it's like it's like a, a pretty fulfilling uh thing where, where where it goes some like gray rectangles into a pretty design that's like yeah. the best part for me but yeah um so nice. i keep I, I keep i keep getting sidetracked i'm sorry Tom. that's okay that's okay yeah, so um, so I, I get that email, and then on the bottom they had like UI a UX designer, right? Um, it, 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 like another sidetrack. I, I I did see your story that you said like the UI UX convention naming convention is the right way to name it, right? Because you need both. Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, you agree with that, or I do. Um, because I, I keep hearing all these things online where everybody's like, UI is not UX, UX is not UI, and I agree with that to a point. Like the roles can be very different, but every place I've worked at, you're kind of expected to run the full product design spectrum. And mm-hmm. in the bottom line of things, like what gets in front of a user is a user interface. So without mm-hmm. a UI, there is no experience. So to just say like, I'm a UX designer, I'm not even going to think about the UI is just, I think, foolish in my I, honest I opinion, but that's just me. I, I, no, I, I 100% agree. And I, I personally like, had a rude awakening with that i always like went into the ux world thinking okay um i i have a lot like a good amount of knowledge of how technology works for my like computing and engineering background mm-hmm. and i understand that this information architecture stuff and ux research methods but then you know when it came to actually draw those rectangles and make it pretty after the wireframing phase i i struggled in that and i noticed there was a gap and yeah like i think you ha- you have to get through that gap fast because as 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 awful as, as as it is right that's the first thing people are going to see they're going to see the visual design they're going to see the hierarchy before they even see before they even see uh like you're thinking you have to you have to kind of wow them with with some good content design right on and that's and, yeah that's going to show design. through in your portfolio and everything even exactly. if you know no. you're looking for much more of a kind of ux research kind of yeah. ux wireframing mm-hmm. 
information architecture, mm -hmm. you still need to present mm -hmm. it really nicely. Yeah. So having that skill set of visual design, UI design is, you know, it, it's always important. Yeah. Like a, a lot of people that might not have like the visual design skills would like brand mm -hmm. themselves as like a T-shaped designer with like a research side. But if you want to be a product designer or you, like a, a true user experience designer, you're going to have to bring your visual design chops up to a certain like point. Yep. And I think the best way to do that, honestly, is like as, as bad as this sounds, like kind of fake it till you make it like copy really nice UI components that you see online because like they work um, and create yeah. your own patterns based on your own research. And then after a while, like your skills with the tools will kind of match what you see in your head. Right. Because right. I. I remember when I started, um, what I saw in my head did not come out on sketch like I like mm -hmm. I, I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. and like all that Prudential too, like all the design crits you guys helped me out. Um like it, it could be something super small, like hey, use like the eight pixel grid and not and not the ten pixel grid or use these columns instead of like this column with and it and it makes yeah. a huge difference. Like just like like the like gestalt principles and stuff. But yeah, 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 yeah. So let me get back to uh back to that email the, the internship <laughs> the internship process yeah i get that i get that email and they said ux ui designers and i was like okay i'll i'll see if uh if they if they want me i i haven't done really any work for the startup yet because i worked mm -hmm. that from like october into june of 20, 2019 okay. um and so i i applied with absolutely no experience except the work that i did in that ux class which we pretty much did like a five-day sprint uh okay like from the sprint book uh mm -hmm. like like jake nap or jack nap yeah jake nap it's yep. jake nap yeah and john um, Zeratsky, yeah good one yeah yeah we uh we basically just tested an idea and i hypothesis in five days and i remember uh the person that interviewed me i don't know if i should say any names but the person mm -hmm. that interviewed me we both know him he's awesome mm -hmm. uh he walked in and i was i was so nervous um so I, I did get the interview just, just, just to say, I applied, got the interview. And when I came on site, uh, I just remember waiting for the, the interview to come in and I was so nervous. Uh, and I had, I had my case study. I didn't even have a portfolio. I, I had it in, uh, in GitHub, if that makes sense. It, so, okay, so yeah. on GitHub, you could have like a readme mm -hmm. uh, file and the readme kind of just looks like a document. And I just documented uh, the entire thing. And the worst part is there was, I couldn't, access internet on my laptop at prudential because it was so encrypted yep. so i was like oh man I, I just blew this like this is over um yeah. and then the i interviewer were just like wait you could show me on my phone and then and then i put the link on his phone and we were like scrolling through his phone it was so <laughs> awful but but he really liked that like i i showed a process the visual design was not there i was prototyping on azure i don't know if you know what azure is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's like some old school. It's a powerful prototyping software, but it's not for visual design. I did visual design in Azure. <laughs> it was bad. It was very, very bad. Um, yeah, I remember those days. It took a yeah, yeah. And that that's program. another thing. You know, no, I I do too. Because like after I I I downloaded Sketch like that October, like literally a month later, I was just like, why, why is NJIT teaching us how to use Azure? Like the industry is not really using Azure. Um, yeah. So. So when I was a TA, like I, I really pushed for more industry standard tools. Mm -hmm. um, Good. And yeah, like, so we started using uh, Adobe XD and Figma, things that were free and accessible mm -hmm. uh, as, as well as multiplayer. Um, and then, yeah, so, so I, I interviewed with, with two, uh, two designers on the team that I ended up working really closely with that summer. Um, they, 
I guess they thought I had some potential because like when I look back at it, like the work I showed them was for sure rough. And so that's not to say like, oh, I was actually a lot better than I thought. It was like, no, no, no. I, I, my skills were very low. Um, and they saw that, that I wanted to be in the UX field and they took a chance on me. So that's to say to you, the viewer at home watching, don't self-disqualify, apply for the role. You might have like 10 rejections that might make you feel like crap, but then that, that one person or interviewer that like really sees uh, that you have potential will take a chance on you. And if I, if I didn't get Prudential, I wouldn't have met like a whole bunch of awesome designers that are helping me to this day. I wouldn't have probably landed into it. And then all the opportunities I'm, I'm, I'm getting right now probably would have, wouldn't have happened. So yeah, yeah so I, I worked at Prudential for the better part of a year. Uh, I started in June of 2019. I was working on a specific project. Three months just didn't feel like enough, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember mm-hmm. asking my manager, like, "Hey, uh, like, I'm interested in like extending," and he was super on board with that. Yep. You had him on on the show, I think. I think he was your first interviewer. Or was that Brian? Was it? No, not yeah. Brian. It was it was Evan. Evan, Evan was my oh. manager. Yeah, Brian was number one. Evan was number two. Evan was number yep. two. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Evan was my manager at the time, uh, and he was super, super, yeah, super great guy. Um, he, he taught me a lot and he, he still is. Yeah. He was like super on board and I got extended up until like right before COVID-19 hit. And on top of that, to call that, I was also uh, promised it, like a return internship to Prudential, okay. which, I, which yep. I was down to take. And so I kind of, I kind of got lazy with like the recruiting, recruiting season that usually starts from August to October. Remember that okay. viewers, the recruiting season is August to October. That's when most of the companies open up their applications for internships for the next summer. Um, and then what happened, like the business, uh, started, uh, I wouldn't say crumbling, but we were like the design team had some, like, like a rocky time and they ended up rescinding the design internship and they offered me an engineering internship. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think the whole program got canceled, which was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're starting it back up. Um, I heard that. I think I heard that. I think in Gallus said it. Yeah. My last guest. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. She did yeah. say that they, they're working mm-hmm. on it. So um, yeah. those of you in the New Jersey area looking for an internship, it could be a really good opportunity for you there. Yeah. So and I, I, I highly recommend it. The people working there are awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, and then I was like, okay, I, I don't think I want to take the software engineering internship. So around, I think it was like November of 2019. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, Tom, I'm going into, I'm going into full recruiting mode. And it, it, I didn't get an offer until, I think that February or January. So okay. three months, three months of automated rejection emails. Don't don't let that deter you. Um, some talks with recruiters, some worked out, some didn't, and then I ended up getting an offer with with Intuit, which is a like a tech company in Silicon Valley that that makes QuickBooks, TurboTax, Mint, and yeah, I, I got to work on the QuickBooks team. And this was during and this was during COVID nineteen, so mm-hmm. the world was shut down. Small businesses are really hurting. I don't want to get too too deep in, into the work that I did, but I, I got to work on a pretty high visibility project that that that's like on QuickBooks right now. So, so that's really cool. I'm so happy for you that you got to continue that internship, even with COVID yeah. affecting everything. Because I know before the yeah. show started, we were talking a lot of your friends' internship got canceled once everybody kind of yeah. you know, yeah. went home for like COVID. People at like the top of the food chain and like the, the like the internship space, right? Like. We had people that got like UX internships at Google, Airbnb, get it like going through all those rounds and then getting an email saying, hey, things have changed. 
we're going to rescind yeah. the offer. That sucks. What, what, what was really nice was that, like, I think the community kind of came together. And when those people, like, posted on, like, LinkedIn and Twitter mm-hmm. that they, uh, that their internships got canceled, a lot of people retweeted them. And, and, and they, they were able to find, like, a, a pretty nice position pretty quickly. So, so that was really cool. And, like, especially if you, if you pass that, 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 that bar with Google and Airbnb, you're yeah. kind of, like, de-risked right to a lot of organizations <laughs> and startups so they they actively like sought them out so maybe um what are the kind of ins and out of that process of landing a role at a company like into it yeah. they're a big so, one they have a great design team like for sure yeah yeah really cool design team so so what it was pretty similar to uh to to prudential so the process at prudential was a phone screening with a recruiter you get invited to the on-site where two interviewers kind of interview you it was more of a conversation at prudential and then at prudential you, you just get the offer right it was it was actually pretty quick and honestly pretty nice no wait wait i forgot one part of the process on top of the phone screening they also mm-hmm. had like a higher view digital assessment where you had to like oh, record yeah. yourself on a webcam that sucked i i think i like mentally <laughs> am repressing that i'm yeah. literally repressing that memory but yeah you have, you, you have no idea how many times i've had to do those and they're terrible yeah. they're awful yeah exactly so so I think like most of the banks do that. So if you don't want to do that, steer clear from like fin- like <laughs> financial tech. I did the higher view. Then I got into a super day where I spoke with the two interviewers. Um, and, and, then, and then I got the offer. So really fast. While at, at Intuit, it's you apply, then you go through a phone screening, mm-hmm. and then you talk to, to a designer mm-hmm. and they give you a design challenge. Okay. You then have to that you then have to do the design challenge in another interview where they also will review your portfolio after you just talked about the design challenge and then mm-hmm. you you get an offer or rejection so a lot more a lot more okay here bring your skills to the table on day one and into yeah. it then hey we see potential in you at prudential let's help foster that depending on what where you are in your in mm-hmm. your journey you definitely want to work with the, the recruiter and ask, hey, what are the expectations of this internship? Is this more of a learning experience or are you looking for a certain set of skills? Because at some places, like they already want like somebody that could kind of hit the ground running and just launch their own product, which sucks, right? Because an internship, you're supposed to learn the reality of, of things. Okay. That's really interesting. It's, um, in a way, it's a little intimidating and scary being you know, a new designer like having that all on your shoulders, but in another sense, it's really empowering and kind of exciting where you can come in and make a really big impact. What's, um, what's like a typical day in the life of a UX intern, uh, look like. So I I think that that depends very largely on your manager. Um, so a day in the life at the startup, a day of the life at Prudential and a day of the life at Intuit look very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, at the startup, I guess I could say I was pretty much very self-sufficient. Um, I had this product idea and I had to figure out how I was going to get it from zero to one, right? Mm-hmm. There was no senior designer that was always like, hey, uh, maybe you could move that square to the left and then have a drop shadow on that so, so it looks like it's hovering and it looks more mm-hmm. clickable, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It, this is on me, right? Like I have to yeah. make this look good. And if your skills aren't there, you don't know what you don't know. And you're going to ship stuff that, 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 that isn't the best, right? Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. At Prudential, Prudential was really cool. Like, I, think, I think in the beginning, I was kind of like shadowing a bunch of different designers, getting mm-hmm. to see their process, how they work, how they approach challenges, and how they, they approach 
not only design challenges, but business challenges and meetings, which I think was the biggest crash course, right? Like yeah. I've, I've, never, I've never been in a real, real meeting with, with people that have no idea what you do for a living, right? So it was really cool to see someone just stay calm, collected and say, hey, here's the scope of this project. Here's why, why it's not done yet. It will be done after this, this, that. And the other thing, I'm just waiting on, on this. And yeah, so, so that's really cool, like seeing the politics behind everything. Mm-hmm. At Intuit, it was different because uh, I didn't really shadow anybody. I was thrown in my in my own pod. But yeah, like I, I could see how somebody that 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 wasn't fortunate enough to have like you know a, like a really comprehensive long term internship at a at a big company might might be intimidated because like it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to like be in those meetings and like give a case for why design is valuable because I think you're always going to be doing that. A lot of people don't. I think I think it's a lot better now. Like we for sure have a seat at the table. But yeah. there are going to be people that think design is, hey, could you just make this pretty? Like the product manager would give you wireframes and they'll be like, make this pretty. And you have to be like, hey, listen, uh, I don't think you did your due diligence with this, with this wireframe. Is it cool if I could see like the research you did or something like that or what analytics are, are informing these designs? Uh, if you're able to, to say stuff like that, you're able to, to kind of take back your process, if that makes sense. And yeah. That's the, re- that's the reality of it, right? Like, like, like you own your process and you're the advocate for the customer. You have to make sure that, that you're not just making it pretty and you're, you're designing for, for unmet customer needs. The day in the life at Intuit was, hey, you're thrown into this pod. You have this business problem. Figure out a way to, to solve this problem by creating a product that's going to be embedded into the ecosystem. Uh, well, at Prudential, it was more, right, like step by step. Hey, you help me with this little piece of the flow. Uh, and I got to see like a wide range of different experiences. Yeah, get kind of a scope of how different things work. And that probably has to do with the fact that Intuit, I imagine, I haven't worked there, don't know anybody who works there, but they seem, they probably have a very robust kind of built out mature design yes, culture, design sure. team, yes. whereas Prudential, and this was actually something I think that helped me along with probably what it did for you too, is you kind of learn how to sell human-centered design and stuff because you are working with a lot of people who may have never worked with a designer before. That's and true. So you have to kind of educate them on the process of what you're doing, why you're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got to see such a scope of kind of different projects. That's fantastic. What would you say is the biggest challenge you encountered throughout these internships? Being comfortable in the fact that, that you aren't going to be responsible for strategy. Okay. Right. Like you want to have crazy impact um, and you want to like be the reason why you drove a product. But sometimes you have to kind of sit there and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. understand what the people that are actually driving the impact need and just be a support. Right. And then from there, you kind of get invited into the, into the, like into those meetings where you are able to make those big decisions and have some, some impact. If that makes yeah. sense. A good example would be um, like you're, you're, you're starting in the beginning of the design process, you're in discovery, right? You don't want to do research and then, you know, create a deck of like, here's, here's how we're going to solve this problem, right? You want to, you want to understand the problem, right? But then you want to let the senior designers drive that, that discussion and then give them the research that you did so they can make their own decisions. They have more context to the business than you. You don't want to make the big decisions and come across as like cocky, right? Okay. You want to let you want the more senior people make the decision and you are kind of supporting that okay by, interesting by it's, your understanding of the process if, if that makes sense yeah kind of lead uh lead from behind or lead while yeah. you're not in charge it's yeah. um it's, I, it's a tough I, thing I, to do 
yeah i think as a junior that's that's the best way to get to be influential like you aren't a principal designer you aren't a lead designer mm-hmm. people aren't really gonna trust your your intuition yet and that's that's rightfully so like like you, you haven't launched any products you, you haven't failed enough if that makes sense right just saying okay I, I understand i don't have this experience but hey i know you're in this part of the process i did some research for this target demographic let me know if this could help you. Um, like I remember you were doing some some work. I don't want to get into the into the details, but uh you might remember that like competitive analysis deck I I sent you, mm-hmm. like with with like all all the user flows and like why this would be the best. I didn't go into that meeting saying, Hey, here's the strategy. I saw the competitors. I was just like, Hey, Tom, I know you're working on this. Here's yeah. this competitive analysis, and you could use that. Um I believe I don't know if you remember that. that. Yeah. I do. You did, yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that's how like you you could get influence and you could buy and trust. And I hope this doesn't sound transactional. It's just like, hey, here's what I could do to help the people that are helping me right now. Yeah. No. No. It's not transactional at all. It's um, it's being a good team player. It's building, as you said, trust in yourself. If you can kind of deliver something when not specifically asked to, that just makes people trust you more kind of depend on you yeah. more and go to you more yeah. for, ask you for more things more involved yeah. more contribution yeah. so it's fantastic that's the biggest challenge like knowing that you're influential but in a, in a, in a special way being that you've landed these two internships and what would be your advice for somebody looking to do an internship like how would they best go about i guess differentiating themselves from all the other applicants that are out there yeah so that's a that's a really good question um when i started if I knew what I knew today about how competitive like the internship like like space is like just mm-hmm. out of college, a lot of people like in the San Francisco area, they're kind of like they kind of like have the information gap already bridged that hey, there's a recruiting season, there's a bunch of companies that will pay you to do the thing that you like to do. Um, here's how you could get these jobs, right? Um, and what you need, especially for design, you need a portfolio. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a portfolio in the beginning. I was lucky that I created like a GitHub, a GitHub repository that I could like pass as a portfolio, but you want a website. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you coded it, if you're using Squarespace, but you have to get like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm a designer from here. Here's my, my mission statement. Check out these projects below. And you want to have maybe at least, at least three, I'd say three projects is a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go through your entire process. It's okay if one of them is a novel and one of them is just some pictures with captions about your project. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure you're able to to wow them right in the beginning. Show show the finished designs on the top. Go into process and then go into what you learned and what you would have done differently if you had mm-hmm. more resources, more time. Um, and and. Make sure you memorize those projects, right? Those have to be your project. It can't be somebody else's. It can't be like, it could be group work, but make sure mm-hmm. you say, hey, here, here was my role in this group work. Here's what other people gave me. Here's how I assisted. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, so yeah, so, so have, have a website, go on LinkedIn, just type in product design intern, UX design intern in the city that you want. Um, most are, 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 are certain be remote now or give you the option of being remote so that's awesome Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter where you are you could be in the midwest with no real tech hub in the area and you could get a a job at san francisco i was working from san francisco all the way in new jersey so 
totally fine to, to apply to places that might be outside of your range. And a lot of mm-hmm. these internships also, if they're not remote, they'll literally pay for your housing and your flight over. So that's really cool. I was fortunate enough to do two internships as well. One in New York City, which was paid hourly, which was fantastic. And one in London, England. And that was through you know a friend of a friend kind of thing. And they paid for my flight and my lodging, but everything else was on me. So they are available. You know, um, I would tell people, I, I think you know, internships are great experience, but I would probably veer away from ones that are unpaid. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been approached by like people that are just creating startups and they're like, hey, I don't have any money, but I'd love some free work from you. And it's just like, hey, don't exploit people. Like, yeah. Like there's a, there's a bunch of opportunities uh, that are paid in the design space. Like it, it's actually kind of insane because I, I remember like, growing up and most creative fields kind of meant like financial suicide but i think that's the opposite mm-hmm. now I, th- I think there's a, there's a lot of like economic mobility within in the creative field if, if it's an extension of of technology and engineering like at, like as we're seeing uh, the financial benefit of a career in ux is um uh, it's a great <laughs> return on investment sure. if you put in that sure. work either in university mm-hmm. or in a ux boot camp um mm-hmm. Just on a personal note for myself, going from graphic design to UX design, being that like I've been in the field now for a while, like I've literally doubled my salary. Mm-hmm. You can get those kind of returns on this type mm-hmm. of career. So just want to put that out there. What would you say now that these are over, you're looking for a job, what are the biggest lessons that you'll take with you uh, from those internships into you know, your career? Yeah, I think, I think number one is uh, your visual craft has to be at a certain point. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of companies will have their own specific like UX research, like business group. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of them are like, hey, we want a product designer, but we want them to lean more towards visual design and motion design. Uh, so for sure, get your skills up there. I, I know it's difficult, especially if you're coming from an engineering side and not more of an art side, mm-hmm. but it, it will for sure pay off. And if you're able to do like all of that, if you're able to code as well as do visual design, you're for sure going to be a rock star and be very coveted. Um, and it'll be very easy to to navigate interviews because people will ask you like how how do you go through your pro- like your process of um, of making something visually appealing, mm-hmm. and you never you you never want to say it's subjective. Like you want to have an objective process of how you go across whether that's that's competitive analysis or mood boarding or you want to have a very objective process. That's my second uh, piece of advice: have a process. So the first one is visual design. The second one is have a process and understand when, when you're at what side of the process. I think the last piece of advice is like, for sure, just, just be a sponge. Uh, that was uh, told to me by, uh, on my first day at Prudential, just be a sponge, learn everything. You don't have to know all the answers, especially as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just, just keep learning and it's, it's, it's going to pay off. Like you don't have to, you don't have to create that, that pitch deck that, that get the product launched. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And so what's on the horizon for you? What's next? What's next? Yeah. I'm just, I just graduated college and I'm just looking for a, a cool role where I, where I can make some cool stuff. Fantastic. And so obviously anybody listening, if there's any great roles out there for Shehab, um, good portfolio and a whole lot of passion. To bring to the table. I think I'm going to name this episode. Um, don't let the lack of a portfolio get in the way of your passion because you definitely oh, brought sure. a lot of passion to our team, a lot of intrigue. And like you said, being a sponge, like you were always looking for areas to learn 
for ways to get involved and ways to help out, which was you know, hugely beneficial to us and will definitely be you know, very beneficial to your career. And uh, thanks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun working with you. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was really fun working with you all as well. Thank you for, for having me on the podcast and, and at Prudential. Oh, my <laughs> pleasure, man. Um, thanks so much for being on. I'm really glad you got to be a part yeah, of this. for sure. Thanks. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. I will be releasing a show about every other week or so. If you'd like to be a friend to the show, leaving a review or a comment on Apple would be uh, very much appreciated. Share a link to the show with your friends or anyone else you might know who is interested in UX design. Uh, feel free to recommend topics uh, you'd like to hear discussed. And if you have any questions about design, uh, design careers, or anything else for that matter, you can DM me on my Instagram at userflowspod. If you'd really like to help me out, you can visit thomasmorell.com slash survey to let me know what you'd like to learn on this show or hear more or less of. So thank you. I appreciate you listening and let's go create something.